fired up. The snap, the put down, the swing of the leg. It is on its way. It is good! Cincinnati wins the American Championship! Cincinnati, a 20-point win tonight in Kansas City. Cincinnati is what Jim. Welcome to the national scene, Wes Miller and the Cincinnati Bearcats with the win. And guess what? The Joe Burrow era is just beginning. Welcome back. It is a another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. This one a little bit different than maybe any other episode we've ever done as we are trying to evolve as a show. But for those of you watching, as always, I'm Aaron Smith, joined by Jeff Howell and the self-proclaimed best producer in the city, Ed Mayhall. We'll find out tonight. Uh, the, <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> the the new PTP, yes, sir. Uh, we are we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We'll get to that in just a few moments. But first, I want to congratulate Jeff Howell on his very first inaugural episode of Bearcat Brunch. I have not yet had a chance to listen to it. Things have been a little crazy here with the baby and traveling and all of that uh, from Fayetteville. But uh, we are we we are we are here, man. How was the first episode? It was. Uh, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Like, I was I was pretty nervous. Like, I mean, I've been doing this show for a while, and um, I didn't think that I would be nervous. But I guess I get. Uh, Dave and I really haven't had like a lot of uh, time together, um, and it ended up, I think, going very, very well. Uh, reviews on the BCJ boards seem to be good, and people can be ruthless there, so that was uh, good to see. And uh, there's even some Arkansas fans that had some good things to say about it uh, in the comment section, so it was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to doing more and doing them uh, not after losses. I that Chad brought it up. That was a thousand days without a regular season loss. Over a thousand days, insane. A thousand um, days is a long time. It is. It is. Uh, so what we're going to be doing tonight that is a little bit different. We are, pardon the punctuation. We have never really done anything that was anything like pardon the interruption. But Although I've never really thought of us as pardon the interruption. I just this was a name that that uh, Rob gave us, wasn't it? Robert was it Greg? One of those two. I don't, I don't know if I'm being honest, but we are going to, we're going to pay a little homage and, and see how this works in format for our show. We have given ourselves time limits for the different topics that we're going to speak on tonight. And when those time limits that we have allotted ourselves are up, you're going to hear this sound. Give us time to finish up whatever point of whoever is talking is on, and then we are moving on to the next topic, regardless of how much more we have to say. So if things flow the way that we think it might, uh, we, we are really going to be in the middle of something, and that's going to end it. So we should have roughly, it should shorten the show a little bit, condense it down some. We're still going to have hijinks like 
Jeff's daughter running around in the green screen. I thought it was a cat. (laughs) I thought it was a cat. (laughs) I thought it was a ghost. Um, But we will, uh, we'll see how this goes. It should be a lot of fun. And I know it's something that we, we all went through. I mean, we basically had a conference call and got it all figured out to where I think we all have a pretty good idea of how this may go. And I I think it should be a lot of fun, both for us and for the listeners. And it's given Ed a whole lot of power. It has done that, but it also involves Ed quite a bit more than uh, maybe some of the more recent shows have allowed him to flex. So uh, I guess without further ado, Ed, um, you already missed the first one. No, I didn't. It's not five minutes yet. Isn't it? No, it's not. I set a timer. I'm looking at live 508. Okay, but that's different from when we started the show. Remember, there's at least a 30 second countdown. Then we really have no idea when these when these alarms are even going to go off. Jeff. This is going to make it even better. This is going to make it even better. So it's just going to do it whenever he wants. Pretty much, and I'm here for it. But I mean, that's uh, not 100 percent true. But <laughs> in any case, um, this this is what I was trying to avoid. Was this part? Was this was part this where part? where I didn't want to be like on fumes at the end of a segment where we're trying to Blow figure it out? Up, Ed. Yeah, let's. It's not time yet. Ed's going to deafen. So. Oh, yeah. Ed's going to be it's a work in progress here. I mean, I could turn it down um, a little bit, Jeff. G off. But anyways. We'll oh, Ed's going to deafen somebody with the explosions. It's the it's the premiere episode, so there's going to be some kinks we work through. I was trying yeah. to time it so we could get it there, but. I set us up a Discord, by the way, so we can kind of keep track of this kind of stuff. So if anybody else wants to be in it, that's fine. Jeff. Ed certainly will never five minutes of wrestling talk. Ever. Never ever. We'll all, right, all leave. Well, that's gonna signal the start of the first uh, segment here. First segment, we are gonna be talking about Cincinnati versus Arkansas. I was down in Fayetteville. I was in the press box. Uh Cincinnati loses 31-24 to Arkansas. Jeff, I know you talked about this on Sunday morning. Um mm-hmm. So I, I won't ask you right away what your takeaways were, but Ed, uh, what were your takeaways um, and any questions that you might have as far as what was going on in Fayetteville? Um, I saw a team that had definitely lost nine players to the draft, uh, a new quarterback, uh, new receivers. Um, defense looked, I mean, defense was still there. Like the defense is still there from last year, but I saw a quarterback who was still getting, I think getting used to the system. Um, he, he overthrew a couple touchdowns, which really drove me crazy. Um, but I think after the, in, maybe I'm jumping ahead, but I think after the, the second half, I think he kind of settled in a little bit. Um, Twitter and Facebook went wild with wanting to put Prater in, um, you know, after the first drive, which I thought was crazy. Apparently we don't trust Luke fickle anymore. And I put a comment out there that said that if we ever lose Luke fickle, um, you know, John Cunningham has an endless pool of head coaches that he can pick from on Facebook and Twitter. So I, I hear you. I hear some of those points. I don't know that I necessarily agree with all of them, oh, okay. uh, but, but I do, I do hear you. Um, Jeff, you've had a little bit of time to digest the way that game went down. Even since Sunday, um, I'm feeling completely different today than I did even on the drive home on Sunday. Um, oh. So now that you've had a little bit of time to digest, and, and just take the game for what it is. Um, how, are, how are you feeling now, uh, several days removed from the game? 
I think even on Sunday, like uh, Dave and I talked about feeling encouraged. Um, and that was just uh, like 12 hours after after the game. I know you and I talked uh, kind of back and forth, texting back and forth during the game. Yeah, um, right. and, and like I told Dave, uh, there's a reason I keep a lot of those things that I say during the game um, in, in DMs and text messages because... Um, I don't want somebody going back and grabbing a tweet that I sent out whenever I was, you know, upset about something. <laughs> um, so yeah, I try to play it safe there. I, I'm I'm very encouraged about what what I saw. Like, you've got a, a crew of running backs that you can kind of plug and play in and out. Um, you know, Charles McClellan looked amazing uh, considering what he's been through. I know you mentioned he's got like I don't know, like he's had more surgeries than. Uh, rushing attempts in his career. So now that, you know, he had a good, uh, good off season, he get healthy. Uh, I thought he looked pretty impressive. Corey Kiner was very impressive. I'm sure Agreed. you'll uh, touch on that. Uh, I think our wide receiver group is going to be unreal and likely eat a whole lot um, against some of these teams that we're going to be uh, going up against. The timing is going to get down. They're going right. to figure that out. Uh, right. You know, in the moment, it is easy for a fan who is used to a lot of success that we have come to expect from this team mm-hmm. to immediately want to uh, fix it right now with somebody that is on the bench. Um, I know Chad had brought up that with Evan being a, a, a local guy and like everybody, you know, the, the backup quarterback is always the most popular guy. And especially whenever he's a local dude and and whatnot, and he's going to get and your chance. highest recruit ever, and, he, and he's going to get his chance, and he's going to be very good when he does get his chance. But right now, um, you know, the coaching staff is a lot smarter than everyone else, and if they say that Ben Bryant's the guy, he's the guy, and I think we saw that start to kind of come out in the second half. He had a very good second half. Um, the defense kind of wavered a little in the second half, gave up some some plays where they maybe could have got off the field didn't um some untimely penalties uh things that you know maybe some guys that aren't used to playing together playing together doing some things whatever um obviously not acceptable by their standards um and probably not by the fan standards but i think the things that went wrong are things that can be fixed without having to go through another recruit class if that makes sense yeah i agree um ed Kind of going back to some of the, the points that you made, uh, the defense was was up and down. Uh, the first half, I think we saw a lot of great things from the defense. In the first um, half, I think the defense uh, kept them in the game. Yeah, they kept them in the game, and, and the only reason why they scored the touchdown in the first half is for the interception. Correct. Um, but the second half, I don't know that the defense was quite where you want it to be, and I don't know that as of right now, I don't think you can say that there hasn't been a drop off since last year. You said the defense has, has still been, it's still from like a kind of a carryover from last year. I think the defense is still strong. I, I don't know that it's quite up to the mark last year made. Uh, that, that has yet to be seen. We, we very well can do that. Um, it, it's just a matter of time. Um, Jeff, as far as Corey kind of looked fantastic. Um, and obviously he was a little dinged up in uh well spring he wasn't even here uh he got dinged up when he was at lsu and came back and had to rehab through some things he looked great 
he looked like a guy who could certainly tote the rock at a large volume. And uh, I think he's going to do some great things while he's here. Um, the timing, though, getting that timing down. I mean, Chad kind of brought something up uh, in one of the shows over the course of the last several nights. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you're throwing to guys who run sub four threes in Trey Scott and or uh, Tyler Scott and Trey Tucker, and you're overthrowing them, overthrowing is a huge difference than underthrowing. And correct. so that's an easier thing to correct than to try and get more under the ball. I agree. So I was, I know I even put it out on Twitter. I, I lost count of how many overthrows there were seven, eight, nine overthrows. I was, I, I was certainly frustrated about some of the overthrows, but that's the first time in over two years of Ben Bryant's taken a snap for the Cincinnati Bearcats in live game action. And we all know that practice timing is not game timing. So I, I think you're, you're going to see that. I was surprised they didn't go more tight ends to like more to the tight ends. Yeah, I, that was surprising. Um, I wanted to bring that up Sunday and I didn't, I, I it totally slipped my mind, but. Um, and I, I guess I was also a little surprised that they didn't go. I know there was a lot of talk about, we're not going to go North and South running the ball so much. And I don't know that they ran a single play to the outside uh, on a run at any point in time. I'd have to go back and watch uh, it. On the outside, I don't think so. I, I, it was all down the middle, I believe. I, I, I mean, I they had the, a lot of swing passes outside. Uh, I yeah. felt like they threw the ball into the flat a lot. Yeah. Um, or a wheel route or whatever the case yeah. may be. But but I, I don't think they were really doing... Any design any sweeps or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Anything outside. They're definitely... Oh. We, we definitely... Um, Saw a difference in quarterback run. Like uh, Ben had that that run that could have been a touchdown if it would have kept going. But as soon as he saw that guy run up on him, he retreated. He's like, ah, nah, f this, and kind of like went down. I think Des would have tried to run right through that. So, and that's for a touchdown. I'm, I'm glad you bring that up, Ed, because one of the points that I brought up on uh, Saturday night after the game, as Chad and I were doing our nightcap, is the fact that I think that we all have gotten so used to watching not good not great, but an elite-level college quarterback play for the Cincinnati Bearcats that we all kind of forgot what it's like to have somebody who I would I would probably estimate that Ben Bryant might be somewhere between good and great, yeah. maybe closer to good than to great at this point yeah. in time. But it's a drop-off, and you're going to see some mistakes made, like the interception where the cornerback just, he just sat on the route and jumped it. And that uh, was just a that was just a plain bad. I mean, it was just staring a, him down the whole a, time. A, it he did bad, stare him down the whole time. It was just bad, and that, you're going to have that. I mean, sure, not, especially in like, the first game, especially coming from back the back. On it, like, like of course, like like Des had some real bad throws that he made. I mean, that, that kind sure. of stuff is going to happen, but it's easier to gloss over those kinds of things when you're winning games, right? Yeah. I, I know a lot of people talk like brought up like even like the penalty situation. Um you know, it's kind of it's a lot easier to be like, oh yeah, you know, there was a couple things here and there that happened, but when the final score of the game has you on the smiling side, uh, you just kind of yeah, it's something that can be worked on, and sure. it doesn't it doesn't come out as like that was a very large cause uh, of losing the game. I mean, you you recover a fumble, 
on the three yard line. Man, that that drive. Oh. And you you don't you don't turn that into a touchdown. That was horrible. With with you know maybe hand the ball to Kine or throw something to one of your tight ends like and it was one of the tight it was it was I believe it was Lane Taylor that jumped on the on the first play. I think you're right. I was picking up my sauce sauce uh, wings when that happened and I was just so. But to go from first and third to getting pushed back at close to 25 yards on that drive and then getting it to fourth and three. And, and you're like, oh, my God. Was it a legal formation, I think? Something there was like, like seven penalties on that drive. Yeah. A lot of penalties. There was a lot. And the, when you look at it, so Cincinnati and Arkansas had fairly similar, like within, I think, five yards of each other on, on penalties. Cincinnati's just came at the absolute worst times. I yeah. mean, the phantom holding call on Cooper, which like you're gonna, like that's going to get called because the ref is calling – like intent there, I guess, from where he's at. Like, like he uh, meant to hold. He was he, he trying wanted, to hold. He wanted to hold. He wanted to real bad, and he, he just, missed it. Just couldn't even do it right. He, he whiffed. And, Cincinnati and even, had uh, ten penalties for sixty-five yards, and Arkansas had seven penalties for, for sixty-three yards. Okay, so they were within two yards. Very, very close. Yeah. Sure. Um, so it was. It was one of those things where you're like, you know, these just can't happen. You know, we're used to things kind of falling our way in back and forth sides, and, and they didn't. Um, and I, when I was talking, to, I talked to Aaron, and he sent me a, a, it was at halftime, and I said, I feel like Cincinnati, like, controlled that, like, w- was the better team that half, and somehow we're losing by two touchdowns. And then Aaron sends me, like, all the stats, and they're very clearly, like, not leaning towards Arkansas. Yeah. But the, the thing I think that, that got me to feel that way Arkansas I, ran 35 plays in the first half. Five of them were on the Cincinnati side of the field, and they ended up with 14 points. Yep. UC ran 39 plays, 21 of them in Arkansas territory, with and zero points and two missed field goals. And you can't you can't miss some of those field goals, and I think that'll be corrected. I mean, we talked to Ryan Royer last night, and he said it was something as simple as like just knowing where the the, the he blamed it on the holder. Truthfully, he he blamed it on the holder. I heard him say that, yeah. Uh, The one that he missed from like, was it 48 yards that he banged off the top of of the upright? That would have been good from 70. Yeah, that was a good shot. So he does, I mean, and he was a a good kicker. I mean, he is a good kicker, but like, I'm just saying, like, you know, last year I think he only missed like maybe two last year. And to go from, and that left like six points on the field, didn't it? Yes. To go from Delaware to the SEC. Like that's that's the, the 80, jump. 80,000 fans. That's that's the jump that he just made. Probably a little bit, a little different. A little, uh, yeah, a little different. different. A little, a little different. different. So, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I think he's going to be all right too. Um, like you brought up, you brought up fans being used to having an elite quarterback. Mm-hmm. We, the guys we lost last year, we lost. And you look at on the defensive side. You lose the Thorpe Award winner and probably the Thorpe best Award, ever. Thorpe Award winner, like 1A and 1B. Like the you just the best Bearcat ever. We yeah. lost the best yeah. Bearcat ever in Sauce. Yeah. And so you're not used to seeing like the whole field be available for any, no. any sort of passing play. You're not used to like giving up big plays that way. 
the third and I want to say it was a third and nine, maybe uh, like towards the end of the game uh, where uh, KJ Jefferson pulled the ball down and was coming up the middle and threats had him in, in, in the box. Dead to rights. Yeah. Right there. And and he misses the tackle. Uh, that's something that uh, I think Chad brought up said, like, if you could go back and, and pluck somebody and bring them back for the one play, like, if you have Brian Cook there, like, KJ Jefferson is is on the ground. I wondering don't care how big happened. he is. Yeah. Wondering what happened. Like, the boomstick is getting laid. For sure. Um, so, yeah, you get used to, and, and that's a good thing. Like, I had a, a buddy of mine, he's an Ohio State fan, and he said, Welcome to the fandom of expecting your team to be very good. It's bad for your heart. Um, and I was like, <laughs> okay, fair. Um, it, it is what it is. You know, we expect it to be up here all the time. Uh, yeah. They obviously expect to be up there all the time. They're clearly, it's not one of those things where they're like, oh, you know, this is th- that was a good loss. Like you'll never hear that out of Luke Figgle. I don't ever think, and no. uh, or anyone that plays football for him. It was just good um, to see them on a stage with a team like that and look like they belonged again, yeah. again. Um, Ed, as we're kind of getting close to the end of this segment, um, what was your biggest takeaway from this game? Whether it be a I, positional group, whether it be a player, whether it be well, obviously, just, I said I said before, I thought the defense still looked good. Okay, you, you, you I agree with you that they weren't the same defense as last year. I but it I still think, a little bit. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're right. But they still looked good. Um, and I think, like I said before, I think Evan. Evan Prater, what the hell? Uh, ben Bryant is going to settle down. He's going to. He had that rough game this week against Arkansas. He's going to come in this week against Kennesaw State and probably, you know, light it up. Hopefully, I think it's going to give him the confidence boost. And I think we're going to go. Well, I don't want to say it, but I think you know there's a chance that we run the table and come back with another conference championship. I mean, I, I just I saw a lot of. I know there's a lot of things that people were worried about, but I also saw a lot of good that makes us believe that we're gonna we're gonna keep on the right track. Remember, Luke Fickle's only lost three games in his tenure here at at Cincinnati, and I think I I think I still trust him more than that's uh, not Joe. True. That's not true. That's, that's not true. How he many was, games has he lost? He was four, four and eight his first eight. season. Are you just discarding that one? I'm okay with you throwing that season. <laughs> it was it was the 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 post Tommy Tuberville. Where did I season. see a stat that said he had lost, he's only in in the last three years? That's what this, it was. That's this what season, was. In, this that's season what was. included. Yeah, sorry. In the last lost, three years, he's only lost to Alabama, to Georgia, and now to Arkansas. Arkansas. But that's what yeah. I meant. Sorry. In the last three years, I should have put that in my notes. Should have put last <laughs> three years in my notes. Uh, hey, this it's a work in progress. Um, but um, I think. I think again, I'm going to trust Luke Fickle more than I trust Joe seven four nine six seven 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 with an egg photo on Twitter. I thought you were going to talk about Banana Jimmy or whatever that was. Oh, that guy too. Backseat Jimmy. We're we're not going to talk about that guy. Jeff, uh, what what was your biggest takeaway from the game? I said it on Sunday, and I'll say it now. I'm I'm encouraged. I think um, that running the table is very much um, a possibility. I'm excited. I'm really excited to see this this wide receiver group. I'm super stoked on someone that we haven't mentioned his name one time, and I think that's highly disrespectful. Who you say? And Ivan Pace. Okay. Um, that dude dog. is a dog. Um, 
it's all right if Ed didn't have the thing ready to go. Sorry, because, I was watching the timer. Oh, I got yeah, this, I swear. No, you're all good. He, I mean, the, the plays he was making, he was all over the field. Um, and Deshaun had kind of, a, he probably had a, an off game, and that's that's all right. That's going to happen. Um, but Ivan is just, like, when he hit K.J. Jefferson in the backfield, I don't know how on earth that wasn't a, a sack fumble because you could hear it on the TV and it was just, so, I mean, it was just a solid form. Ta- like just hit blindside. He's got the ball one. I mean, that, that speaks to how good KJ Jefferson is. I mean, be a, maybe just how big his hands are compared to the football. Maybe he had the Thursday night football in his hand. I don't know. That dude, is he, that, he looked like he was getting injured the entire game. Oh, yeah. And he just gets they, up. Arkansas he, booed every injury. Did it sound like that when you were in the stadium? That was 1,000% happening, and that's because when Cincinnati only had one timeout left, all of a sudden people were getting injured, and it didn't didn't help when you have Brian Threats who pops right back up and runs back to the sideline. That part didn't help. You're correct, yes. Um, And and Corey Kiner was back right after halftime, no issues, although he He went to tent. He walked – no, he didn't. He walked right off off the field. He was still walking over the field as as time expired, Um, and they didn't really even do anything after that injury timeout so i don't i don't know what was going on with that one um he may have actually been dinged up uh, but the brian threats one i probably agree with the arkansas fans as far as being irritated with getting a free timeout essentially um it's going to be a lot of fun to see these wide receivers and and ben bryant once they you know they get a little bit of a little bit of game time together to i think it's going to be even more fun yeah. when when you see ivan pace and deshaun pace both oh, playing well it? because deshaun had a terrible game yeah, and then there's there's a lot of other names too, like the the defensive line. Like, I mean, okay, so we we've already covered the fact that the second half didn't go that great defensively necessarily, but they they showed some crazy good flashes in that in in the first half. I mean, like, you, you've got to you just got to be excited to know that this is not a rebuild. It's definitely a reload. Cliche statement: Iron sharpens iron. Whatever. I don't care. Um, that that's what this is. Dante Corlea, I mean, you you really just go to with Eric Phillips, uh, Noah Potter, like all, all these dudes. There's just dudes all yeah. over the field. Yeah. Quan Shepard, the sack he had, and then the helmet flying off. Like, uh, that's a totally different thing. I know you asked. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> and, about that. We'll, we'll get to that. I have that in the lightning round. So, yeah. um, Tonk. I got to meet Tonk while I was down there. Oh. Got to hang out, <laughs> hang out. And was have... he wear, was he wearing his suit like that? His he was tux? not. No, but he. You better believe, believe that believe, the first yeah, night I... that we went out, he did not have sleeves on, <laughs> and that should surprise no one. Uh, but I Tonka, agree. Go ahead, read what he said. These wide the... receivers are going to torch every single secondary we face this year. Ben Bryant will adjust to their game speed, and he's going to pass for thirty-two hundred yards plus. Uh, thirty-two hundred might be. Uh, that might be a lot, but he did already start start off the season with what three twenty five, three twenty five, and he he if he hits two of those, he's at like four hundred. <laughs> like, I, it, well, one of them was would have been something like a sixty. I mean, they were, it was ridiculous. The they were so open. Like, I don't think they they're going to pass forty three times a game. No, either absolutely not. But if they if they choose to. I think those are going to be there. I don't. Uh, can you What's name a timing? secondary? Can you name a secondary that is going to like? Hold, I mean, they were 
absolutely cooking an SEC secondary. Yeah. I know like like some of their guys got hurt, whatever, but like they were... That, they well, were that was cooked. also a question mark going into the game was can the secondary handle Cincinnati? So I don't know what that says for their secondary in general. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to... I can't as imagine... SEC. I can't imagine that secondary. there are worse secondary... That, that's like the worst secondary we're going to face all year. <laughs> well... So from from my biggest well, they did takeaway, have two guys go out though, right? At least uh, my biggest takeaway though, we found out before the game that Jake Renfro is going to be missing quite a bit of time. Oh, that's hurt. So you lose your starting center, and you have to move Gavin Gerhardt, who was supposed to be your starting left guard, to center. You have to move um, Jeremy Cooper into left guard, where. Jeremy Cooper and Gavin Gerhardt through all of camp had been switching out. They weren't sure who was going to end up starting until the end of camp. And uh, so essentially you have a line that never really took a snap together in practice uh, throughout all of camp. And that said, outside of the penalties, like in, in actual work on the field, I think this group played really well. Are you going to talk about the one play that like stuck out? For this offensive line, it happened in the first series. I there was a lot going on. Ben Bryant on third down, running. He gets stopped, stone dead stopped. Three three and a half yards from the first down. Oh, and they pushed and they, him. They pushed. His, oh, oh his, yeah, his yeah, yeah. I forgot feet, about that. His feet were not on the ground for the last two yards that he gained. That he was you are you are correct. That was maybe the most impressive thing that this offensive line did the entire game to me that that just shows like the, he was like two of... yards shy and oh, they yeah. pushed him over the first down by not just not just over it but like a full no, no, yard was... over that line it didn't even need to be measured no no one and didn't. and you know what you can say like wherever Argon everybody thinks arkansas should be you know you know maybe up in the upper part of, I mean, obviously they're not Georgia, Alabama, like they're not up there, but like they're a higher end SEC team or expected to be. Um, and f for our dudes, they just, I mean, they, they owned them on that play. I mean, they, they, yeah. they did well against them the whole game, but like right there, like they, they just pushed them back. And the Cincinnati team is not going to do that to an SEC team five years ago. No, maybe even two years ago. No, absolutely not. Um, so that was, I, I would agree, but I, I think that's again my biggest takeaway like, just that even with the injury, now, of course, that hurts some of your depth, but we do have once, uh, once the big fella, the 6'9, 350 pound German is Mets. full, full go I, I mean, I was, of course, I know Lorenz. But... Oh, well, you said what's his name, so I said, his... sorry, no, go ahead. I didn't say what's his name, you said what's his, okay, goodness. They're going to be fine. Once I said, once they get the big fella, offensive line is going to be fine once Mets is fully healthy. All right. So that does it for Cincinnati versus Arkansas, which brings us into our next segment, which is going to be Kennesaw State at Cincinnati. A little bitty preview here. Uh, I, I heard Chad's interview with Dylan O'Quinn. I heard Luke Fickle's presser today. And essentially, they both basically said that they are—they they almost feel bad for anybody who's going to get in their way. They—they've all been humbled. 
and they also have said as much, and they are coming out just mad about losing game one. So that all said, how bad do you feel for this little school, Kennesaw State? Well, I think the helmets might help them. If we can't keep our helmets on, then our guys are going to be off the field. We're going to get lot. to that again. Oh, it's, there's it, a possibility. It's it's in all caps for the lightning round, Ed. Goodness. <laughs> keep up. So Kennesaw State, um, I, I looked looked at it a little bit. Um, they've only been a football program since 2015. Um, and in the last couple of years, I mean, right now they're in the top 25 of F- FCS schools. Um, they ended like two years ago. They ended the season uh, number four uh, in the coach in the FCS coaches poll. So like it, it's pretty impressive. Uh, they've had a pretty good stretch of uh, football considering that they only started in 2015. Um, they've won the the Big South Conference. Well, they won the Big South Conference. Uh, one, two, three times. They've been second twice, and then the first two years they were fifth and third. So they've got, you know, a, at least you know they they expect to win games. So this, um, this kind of is starting to sound a little bit like an Appalachian State situation, right? Where mm. you you hope it's not a trap game against an FCS school. Well, here's the other thing. So they run the triple option. Yes, they do, and we know now, what it looked like against Navy last year, which Navy wasn't good, uh, and against uh, the best Cincinnati Bearcats team, arguably in history. They, I mean, the, the thing is, is you against a triple option team, you're typically just not. Um, okay, there you go. Tonk says they were eleven and two last year, one turnover away uh, from advancing the FCS playoff. They're not suited up, but they they are a good a good FCS team. Um, last week they, uh, they played the Samford Bulldogs. They lost 27 to 17, uh, but they held the ball for 40 minutes. So here's an I mean, interesting they, stat. They, they threw the, they threw the ball 13 times last week and rushed it 62 times. Here's an interesting stat though. That, that game was only in front of 5,333 fans. How are they going to feel when they, yeah. How are they going to feel when they walk into Nippert and everybody's just for game one? Oh my goodness. After coming off. Nippert's going to be rocking. There will be more than 5,333 fans uh, on the grid just tailgating. Then, you know what I mean? Like it's going to be for them shocking. You you might be close to 5,000 fans in the student section (laughs) (laughs) between the student section and the band. Like, I mean, real talk, like that's, that's a large section of the stadium. Yeah. It it does look like maybe I didn't go back and do like the play by play thing to, to see when these were, but they went for it on, on fourth down three times last week. When Um, you're triple optioning, you have nothing to lose. Yeah. They They were nine for 18 on the, on third downs last week. Five for thirteen on their passing. That's efficient. Uh, their longest pass was seventy-two yards. Yeah, they had a seventy-two yard pass and a thirty-eight yard pass. So who they play? Sanford. Sanford. They lost. Stanford or Sam? Sam. Oh, Sanford. The just, Bulldogs. Just wanted yeah. to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They lost. Like I said, they lost twenty-seven seventeen, but they they held the ball for forty minutes. 
So what that, you... that's always the danger of playing these these yes. triple option teams is like sure it, you you slip up once and they they hold the ball and, and you know take a whole quarter away you know like two thirds of the game and leave you with a very little amount of time. So I, I think you know some quick strikes on these uh, these long bombs that may come open. I don't know what their secondary looks like. I haven't you know done any kind of a big in-depth scouting report you heard the the deep dive i did i looked into their history a little bit but i didn't look into necessarily exactly what they've got and, and who they have anybody to like look out for or anything like that um at what, what's what's one thing that you're looking for in this next game like just one thing that you want to see this team is doing maybe a little bit different than what they did in game one confidence building That's confidence building as in... broad as you could paint Thank you. I appreciate that. Confidence building in both the the wide receivers and the quarterback. So you want to see small plays that just build that confidence by hitting timing routes? I want to see big plays, too. I want to see long bombs. So you just want them to connect on every single pass to build that confidence? Absolutely. I can't believe you. Every single pass, they better connect. And if they don't, put Prater in. I hate you in so many ways right you now. You don't hate that. I, 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 Jeff, what's something realistic that you want to see improved upon? That's realistic. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely realistic. What's something realistic you want to see happen this week? It is kind of boring. Um, I, I, I don't want to see any kicking happen because I'm hopeful. Uh, that we have, you know, some good red zone things. I want the, the penalties have to get cleaned up. I know you said not to bring that up, but uh, those have that kind of stuff has to get cleaned up. There needs to be some good gelling. Like I, I was very impressed with the play calling. I never uh, said not to bring up the penalties. I just meant oh. not to bring up the the helmet stuff. The helmets because oh. we we have a, oh. yeah. we have a yeah. whole yeah. minute you, dedicated yeah, to got, helmets later yeah, on. You've got that. That's that's you. That's yeah. your bread and butter. Yeah. Uh, equipment management. Um, <laughs> So it's just one of those things like you, you want to see the team come out and show that like, okay, like, yes, we lost last week and in a game that, and I hate saying it and I hate hearing people say like, you know, we beat ourselves, but you know, they, they had some, some things that Dylan O'Quinn said the same thing in his interview. We're self-inflicted. I I hate that though. Like I don't like to say because they had some self-inflicted things. Arkansas was a good team. Like they they capitalized where they needed to. We need to capitalize on turnovers. We need to capitalize on opportunities given. Like first and third or first and and three from from the yeah right first and goal from the three needs to be capitalized on. So I I just want to see like when they get opportunities, um, they need to be able to capitalize on them and also some of these some of these runs and things to the outside that kind of got us on defense a little bit i'm looking to see we heard a lot in the offseason about uh gino and how this offense was going to be different and after one game i don't really see i feel like i saw a ton that was different i think we saw more shots down the field than what we normally saw but i think that you kind of were forced into that position at the same time um so i i kind of piggybacking piggybacking off of what you said uh i, I want to see some runs to the outside i want to see more two tight end sets to where you're 
utilizing these NFL caliber tight ends that you have. Um, I want to see even both those guys in and you're running the ball um, with, you know, two tight ends out. Um, I don't know. I want to see you've you got a guy like Nick Marner. Give him a shot to go up and get one a la Alec Pierce and, and kind of do some different things that we're, we're not. Say, were you surprised he wasn't used as much last week? I was surprised that Will Pauling was used as much as he was, if I'm being completely honest. More so than Nick Martiner being underutilized. I was more surprised by how many targets went to one reception for 35 yards. A TD. He he just wasn't on the field a ton. Um, There was a lot of rotation, but I I don't even know what his snap count ended up being. There were a lot of ores on that depth chart. Sure were. Sure Uh, were. uh, I mean, I know, uh, like Dave brought it up on Sunday. We got a lot of answers, a lot more answers than we would get if we opened the season playing Kennesaw State, I think. Yes. Um, So it's a basketball move. But let's let's just hope that the the response to the answers we got um, is is moving in the right direction. And there's no I don't know. I know you said kind of like a, a very odd, like let down kind of game, which I don't see happening. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen really a letdown game here uh, since Luke's taken over. Not at Nippert. Well, certainly not at Nippert because he has never lost there. <laughs> Look at that timing. Well done. Well done. <laughs> didn't enough, even know man. when it was going to be. <laughs> I didn't. Um. That's that's gonna wrap up the Bearcats conversation here on part of the punctuation <laughs> this week. Um, moving into week one for the Cincinnati Bengals. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And first and foremost, how do you guys feel about having a division rival to open up this season? I love it just as much as I liked UC playing Arkansas in week one. Fair. Let's, I don't know. Let's just let's do it. Let's, if I, we're gonna jump in. It. We're gonna jump in two feet. We we were, we were in the Super Bowl last year. There's no excuses of, uh, to not be playing a division rival in the first game of the season. I don't mind it. I would have been irate if it was at Pittsburgh, especially given the fact that Pittsburgh doesn't have to leave the Eastern Time Zone this entire season for a single game, not one. That is um, wild. That's I don't know that I've ever seen that for anyone, um, and maybe, maybe it's happened. I don't know, but that's bananas. Uh, that all said, the Steelers are bringing in a team that finished uh, 21st in points last season. Uh, they finished 23rd in yards. They finished 15th in passing yards, 16th in passing touchdowns, 29th in rush yards, 28th in rushing touchdowns. 26th in total touchdowns and 25th in red zone touchdowns. None of those stats being very impressive. Big Ben's goodbye, farewell, see it never again season. And now you bring in a three-headed monster of, and, and I say monster because this, this it's the shit that nightmares are made out of, if that's your team that you root for. A three-headed monster of Mitch Trubisky, of Kenny Pickett, and of uh, the guy who got his off. 
Yeah, the guy who got his head smashed in with a with a helmet. Um, that that gif or that yeah that that meme will will never get old. Like where it's literally just his head caved in. Yeah. Um. And and Mitch Trubisky wins the starting job. Which were you surprised? Were you, surpri- were you surprised by that? With all like the yes, no, uh, his hands are bigger. Fair point. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like I feel like literally everything I saw everywhere, and it's not like I follow a a bunch of Steelers people or anything, but like you know, you get the random like suggested things because it's part of the NFL and you follow a lot of NFL stuff. But like I I just I felt like everybody was convinced that like Pickett was going to be the guy, and he's not even the second guy. He's third on their dev chart. That he is. It's it's wild. Uh, you also have Najee Harris at running back. You have Deontay Johnson and Clay's, Chase Claypool coming back a wide receiver. Uh, their rookie George Pickens entering the mix as the third wide receiver. The and ultimate wide receiver blocker guy. Just shoving people while they're in their their back pedal. No big deal. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And uh, Pat Fryermuth returning at tight end. Does this offense scare you at all? Um. I mean, I, I think like Najee Harris he has a maybe, chance to be a dude. Um, and then like like Pickens, like he he could be like very very good. Um, obviously there's some there've been some highlights and things from training camp and whatnot. I haven't even watched any of their preseason games or anything. So and I don't even know if he played in any of them. <laughs> like, you know have. I mean, like if you're smart, right. but they they also played T.J. Watt. And he got hurt, so well into the second quarter of a preseason game. So, what are we doing there? I, I don't, I don't know that I'm like. To be honest, like I'm, I, I'm not like af- afraid of any team. Cincinnati's favored by six and a half. At, at home. home, division opponent, like you always, like division opponents. Obviously, like I think you can pretty safely throw out lines and sure. this teams boat, right? And, like, and Mike, always... Mike Tomlin's a hell of a coach. I I don't think that's deniable at this point. But you know you what's his name oh what's his name came out a few years ago and beat the Steelers at the end of the season and got tackled and smiling. Brandon uh, Allen, right? Brandon uh, Allen. On the bottom of it. Um I mean, that's still I my favorite my favorite <laughs> meme of all times. He's just Holding the ball on the bottom. Um, so no, I'm I'm not. I don't think I'm afraid of this offense really that that much. I think we've got some dudes on defense that are gonna be just fine. However, what I am most excited about is seeing all of our starters who played no downs during None. the preseason. No. Come out and play. And I mean, obviously, like a lot of guys coming out of camp saying, like, oh, like Burrow looks like he's at like 120%. Like, yeah, you know, I want to see, I want to see how things kind of like come into the second year for some of these guys, like Jamar Chase. I don't think there'll be a sophomore slump. Could there? No, Maybe. I don't think um, there either. He, I, that said, I, I will not be surprised if T. Higgins has more yards than Jamar Chase has more receptions than Jamar Chase, or has more touchdowns than Jamar Chase. Same could be said for Tyler Boyd. It will have, not surprise me if he, if Chase gets the double coverages 
and opens things up for either one of those other two guys. They haven't. I, I can't even think about, and I know that it gets tweeted out all the time. And for some reason, they always like leave off the Bengals wide receiver room when they're talking about you know the best wide receiver. Room. Like, they, fine. They it 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 blows my mind that like even the national media and what like they think that the wide receiver room starts and ends with Jamar Chase. Sure. Like Let them. He is very good. T. Higgins yeah. is also very good. Tyler Just Boyd be- had one drop and it was like obviously it was a very like pivotal drop. Sure. Like, over the middle and he's dropping one ball all year, like Get you, out of here. Just because the national media is painting that picture that the, the Bengals don't have a top receiver room doesn't mean that other teams believe that. Oh, oh I think certainly other teams not divisional be, rivals. I think other teams would be stupid. I mean, do you they're think, going do to you get think, the respect. Do you, do you think that the Ravens think that the Bengals don't have a, a top the Ravens are looking around? No, the Ravens are looking around their room like, how did we get here? What what what, what did we do wrong? <laughs> And everybody's like, it seems like everybody's like saying like the Ravens are just going to like walk away with this division. It's like, what? On the legs of Lamar Jackson, the best running back in the league. Definitely everybody on uh, Ravens Twitter spaces thinks that for sure. I don't, I don't, I don't ever get into those. I don't you really go into there. Yeah. I don't click Twitter. Huh? Spaces. You go into Twitter spaces. Sometimes. Yeah. Especially if I see Bangaloreans in there. Oh, huh? I'll, I'll hop in there. Oh, huh? Is that huh? a new sound effect that we have? Huh? <laughs> I mean, we can we can cut you it. You might later. want you might want to clip that one. Just write write that down. Fifty minutes. Go go back and listen to your huh. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it, it I I don't think At that fifty. You would have me searching for days. You go back a little while. Oh, little ways. Jesus. Um, but yeah, I, I think that we've upgraded at tight end. You've upgraded your offensive line completely. There's there's no one left. They're Jonah Williams. That's it. How awesome is it that Volson like literally just came Dog. in, came in and was like, "No, this is going to be my spot." Thanks. That's what, that's what you want from a oh, absolutely mid rounder offensive lineman. Yep. Like the the dude just showed up. He did work. Like. We, come we know get it. some, like come get some. Show Jackson Carmen that this is your spot and this is what it takes to be a starter in the league, bruh. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, that, I mean that's essentially what he did. Yeah, he, he had he had some very good, very good preseason games. Obviously, like he got to play. Like we didn't see any of the other guys. Um, I don't know that I'm actually. I went back and forth on it. Um, I've gone back and forth on it every year about do I want to see, you know, the starters get some, like, reps in, in the preseason games, but then it always does seem like a starter ends up with some awful injury in, spot put that into the in, universe. A mean, in, like, a meaningless spot in the preseason. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's going to be – Super interesting to see what happens just as it is the first game, as it is a, a there's there's a lot of guys coming back. There's a lot of new guys. There's a lot of guys that we got to know last year. Um, 
there's a lot of moving parts essentially. How excited are you for Joe Mixon to run behind a line that can move people out of the way effectively? I don't know that we have ever seen a team that is more capable of blocking for Joe Mixon. Like this, this team is going to be so good at blocking that he's going to be able to gritty his way into the end zone. He's. What are you doing uh, with your microphone? Why is there so much noise coming from your microphone? I had to move it away because I wanted to do the. It's just so bang, 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 bang. <laughs> well, the first time I accidentally hit it. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> like we talked you about it. We talked about it last year. Once the season was over, that what we wanted it like you didn't need to go out and put a Pro Bowl offensive line together, like that wasn't necessary because they were so bad. We you just needed a serviceable offensive line, and I think they may have actually gotten a little bit better than serviceable. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them, you know, as, as a top ten offensive line. I don't think that's crazy. I mean, they all came from different parts of really good lines, and they were top three parts of those lines. And so, it was it was it Ted Karras? Did I see Ted Karras was named a captain? It, that wouldn't surprise me. I, yes, I'm, that is I'm, absolutely I'm, true. Yes, like to have to have a guy come in, a, a new guy into a team that is fairly well. Everywhere else is like the same, right? Like you got, I mean, there's some other parts that are new, but a lot of the starters at least, and he becomes a captain. You got to like that. A lot of leadership coming from there. And when you got leadership on the line and I'm just excited. I don't want to see Joe Burrow on his back every other play and, uh, or having to scramble for his life and, and make some insane throws while he's jumping out of bounds. And no, you want to see yeah. him comfortable and step yeah. into a throw. Not uh, At, while, some... while we know he has the acrobats, acrobatics to to be able to pull something, pull a rabbit out of a hat, essentially, in some different places. Um, it, it, I, I am with you. I want to see him standing up in the pocket and stepping into throws as opposed to scrambling around back there and making a ridiculous pass and catch. I do uh, want to make a quick point that at the end of this whole thing, I want to touch on the two comments that Tonk has just made over. We, in the, we, I have in it thing. in the notes. Okay. okay. We, can, we can get to that. Um, also, I don't want uh, him to think we're ignoring him over there. Ed, Ed did pull up the captains, Joe Burrow. Uh, is that Mike Thomas? Is that the, Safety Mike Thomas? Great or, question. Or is that I don't imagine it's the receiver Mike Thomas who got cut and then brought back. Yeah. But. No, that guy has two that guy doesn't have a neck. That's not a receiver. Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> and that guy's on a line okay. somewhere. Joe Mixon, Ted Karras, DJ Reader, Le'Veon Bell, and Sam Hubbard. Any surprises there for did you? Did you just say Le'Veon Bell? He did I say did. Le'Veon I Bell. Did. I was like, that's not Le'Veon Bell. It is not Le'Veon Bell. My goodness. Freudian slip. <laughs> Von Bell. It is. Uh, so that, I mean, that's a that's a pretty good list of captains right there. Oh, special teams captain. Thanks, Jason. Excellent. Oh. Jason with the win. Yeah, uh, uh, and he, uh, Ed, I'm going to go to you real you quick. You said it. Yes, I'm sir. Gonna How can I help you? What is your prediction for the record, regular season record for the Bengals? Ooh. Remember, 17 games, not 16. Thank you right. for that. Um, you totally would have gone 16, wouldn't you? 
yeah, probably. <laughs> um, twelve and five. Okay, Aaron. Oh, Aaron just that's fine. Um, I don't know. I eleven and six. Uh, really close. I said to mine. eleven. I, Dave asked me on Sunday, and I, I said eleven and six, and I, I think that that's they they have a very tough schedule. Uh, just first place seems of, that's by, what happens by, by nature of where they ended the uh, the season. There, um, just happens. So, you know, there's going to be some. Obviously, you're going to have some games that are off. Um, I don't, I don't think that they're going to. You know, there's people out there saying the like, schedule Ed. People out there say like I haven't gone game by game yet. Say, I, I kind of uh, wanted to do that. I think we got time still in the segment to do that. So we, we might, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I was real I quick about it. If Ed can ever find the schedule, <laughs> I'm pulling uh, it up, guys. Calm down but, a second, would you? Jesus, I, I do think that they win the AFC North. Um, I, I don't think that. I mean, obviously, the division games. Yeah, we talked about that a minute ago, but I think they win the AFC North. We get to I'd the be, playoffs. Be, I think I'd be surprised if they didn't win the AFC North. Yeah, at this point. And, and, and I mean, barring any kind of like craziness, um, and, and I think they make the playoffs. Obviously, going back to the Super Bowl two years in a row is like a, a very difficult feat to accomplish. I think yeah. they have a chance to, but you need everything to fall your way in the playoffs. All right, so week week one, Steelers at home, dub. Win. Dub. At the right, at the Ed, Cowboys, you gotta be you gotta be quicker than that, Ed. Uh, at, at at Dallas, that's a dog. That's dog. Oh, that's what you're saying. Um, win. Dub. 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 Uh, at at New York Jets. Win. Dub. Dub. Okay. Uh, versus Miami. Dub. At home on Thursday, short week. Dub. Ooh, I'm gonna go. Oh come on! It's it it's a dub. I'm gonna go L. I will also say win <laughs> at Baltimore. Oh, dub. week five, long. Oh, week. at Baltimore, Ooh, that got, one might be an L. You got you got like ten days to get ready for it. It's a lot of time though. Dub. Aaron's going to end up 17 I know. I, I, got, I, I got us 5 and 0. Oh, shit. <laughs> what did uh, I say? You said, said, I said, you said 12 and 5. Yeah, that's what I said. I said dub. At New Orleans. Who's quarterback there? Famous Jameis. L. Jameis Winston? L. L. Uh, at home against Desmond Ritter and them Falcons. Dub. 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 At Cleveland. Dub. Dub. L. Wow. On Halloween? Wow. On Monday night? I'm going to say L. Wow. It's going to be a surprise L. Uh, uh, wow. You're a Deshaun Watson fan. Wow. He's not, he's not even going to be there yet. Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, at Carolina. Or, or at home against Carolina. Sorry. <laughs> I, I would rather see this one after week one. Like I'd rather I'd rather make a prediction on this one after week one. Okay, well, dub. but I can't. So dub. dub. Bye week. Ooh, L. Uh, <laughs> at at Pittsburgh. Week eleven. Dub. Because I don't have any faith in their quarterbacks. I'm giving it a dub. All right, L. L sorry. I, I say L. 
What am I at? Four? I'm at that's, four, right? That's three for me. I don't, I don't know what you're at. I'm keeping track of mine. I was holding up fingers, but then I couldn't remember if one was up or not. At Tennessee. That's an L. Yeah, that's an L too. Dub. Um at home against KC. I don't know if that was that's that was probably an L. That's an L. There's my five. Dub. Uh at home against Cleveland. Dub. And and Deshaun Watson on that one. Dub. At Tampa Bay. Actually, I'm taking my Tennessee one pack and saying this one's an L. <laughs> this one's an L. I'm going to say L. I'm going to also say L. At New uh, at New England. Dub. Dub. I think I think this is uh I think this is uh old cutoffs uh, last year. This is the uh, the final L I have of the season. Um, versus Buffalo. Dub. L. That takes all of my L's. So we all have Dub then for Baltimore again. Yep. Yep. I had them losing yep. the first one though. Probably should have kept track of this. Well, we can always go back and you look at you, it. you you can. What was this at fifty six mark? That's six mark. That's the beauty of uh, recording, Ed. We can re-listen and and write that down. So does Joe Burrow go off for like? I don't know, 450, 500 yards this week against the Steelers. No, not with Nick no. Fitzpatrick back there. Ooh. I mean, I, I think it's still okay to have 350. And Joe Mixon eats. Ooh, yeah. 170 yards. All right, because I guess they are probably missing. Uh... TJ Watts dinged up. Yeah. Is he going to play? I don't Do know, know the answer to that. I hope not. Did you call Tomlin? Hundred. Should we call Tomlin? Should, should we tweet him? Hundred and seventy yards. Wow. Hundred and seventy. Do you I'm, think he rushes for hundred and seventy? I'm throwing crazy stuff out there. Who cares? We have the, the hapless Reds, and they finally. That you was, can't that, blow up the reds just yet. That was funny though. That was oh, that's funny. my bad. That's my bad. All right. All right. Got a little trigger happy there. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm so <laughs> proud of you. <laughs> that was that was like the funniest thing you've done the entire episode. That was yeah. that was good. <laughs> the hapless reds, they there isn't a ton to talk about. But they finally pulled the trigger on bringing up a guy who has done everything that you need to do to get called up. Uh, there was even an injury where instead of bringing him up, uh, they brought up, brought back Colin Moran for reasons that I will never understand. I don't even know who they've called up and who they haven't put. <laughs> this guy that you're speaking of is Spencer mm-hmm. Steer. Correct. Who had dog. Absolute dog. Uh, Got it. Who had... I- a debut that was dog eerily similar to a a, a, a Jay Bruce debut. Uh, he went two for two, which when you first hear that, you think, "Oh, he didn't start." No, he did. He did. He had four at bats, two for two. First major league hit, a home run. Called by Joey Votto. One Joey Votto. Like, 
I, he could probably that, just retire now and be like, the same thing. That, didn't, that didn't happen when Jay Bruce had his first game. Come on, Jeff. Yeah, right. Okay. Thanks. Uh, home run for his first major league hit, called by Joey Votto. Pretty cool. A double, two walks for an OPS of 4,000. 4,000. Which is, in fact, the highest OPS by any player in his MLB debut in the modern era with a minimum of three plate appearances. Well done, sir. Well done. And there have been, been a lot of very, very good players. Who, and obviously, yeah, you could like you can go back and be like, well, I mean, we saw what Aquino did in the first month that he was up and he was like hitting every other ball 700 feet out of the ballpark. Who and cares? Like, but this, this is what you need to do. You need to find out what you got, right? Because uh, crazy, but Aquino's still here. Listen, Aquino is one uh, maybe off season of uh, figuring out how to hit a baseball that isn't right down the middle uh, from being an elite baseball player. He's got a because cannon. He has an absolute missile launcher from the outfield. You just, I, I think I enjoy watching outfield putouts for like. Does he, does he lead the he, league in assists? Um, there was some like From back the and forth. Anyway. There was some like back and forth about it, um, but I I think he for like games played, and then the amount that he has like, yes, his percentage is probably obscene for I the amount of games played. I just He's don't like, understand look, how like how do you for, decide like that guy's got the ball? I'm going to run on it. Here's the thing, Jeff. For a team that would actually be in contention, Aquino would be a hell of a platoon player. A, a or great a guy, defensive replacement at the a end guy of the game. Off, absolutely, a guy coming off your bench. He's just not a guy that you necessarily want to start every day at like, this think, point in his career. Think about it. Like if you put him, like if you, you're right. So you're in contention. You get to extra innings. The other team gets their guy on second base. And maybe he he always has home run capability. He does, but you put him in the outfield, and you know they hit a, a fly ball out there that they think is gonna, you know, can move a guy up. Or they hit a, a hard ground ball out there that they think is going to get the guy to score from second, and he just guns them. Thanks again, Jason. There you go. Outfield assist with eleven. I thought I thought he yeah. had thirteen, but I didn't look it up. So we appreciate you. Um, but like, yeah, you're it, right. He'd be a great defensive replacement. But Much like Billy is, Hamilton was a great guy that you could put into steel base. I don't know. I just get frustrated with the way that they mess with. Uh, the manipulation of player time and all that shit. And you end up with Spencer Steer while it was a hell of a debut. And who's to say that you ever have that debut if you do it a different time. Um, It was for me, it was, it was, it was like two, three, four weeks too late or however long they had him on the roster, whatever that time amount was like, I mean, he came in, he came in uh, well in the Castillo trade. Uh, no, he was, I think he was part of the Mali trade. I think he came came from Minnesota, Minnesota. Regardless, he only, I think there was only like, I I read that there was only one game in the minors since he came to, to the Reds that he didn't reach base. Like what were they waiting for with the rubber, which is just stupid. God, I hate this stuff. I don't know. What'd you think of uh, Joey in the, in the booth at, uh, I think Joey's great in the booth. I think when Joey retires, he should go straight into the booth. 
as you're I just think, making faces at the camera for reasons that I don't. I could care less about the subject right now, to be honest with you. Um, but <laughs> I was practicing my people's eyebrow. Um, he already blew it up a half second into the. I did. I did. Into this I thought, segment, we, were, I thought we were done with this. Uh, but now that you mentioned Joey Votto, we could talk a little bit. Um, nobody knows the game of baseball better than Joey Votto. Um, so, I mean, in the booth, for sure. There's a there's a clip going around on Twitter where he's talking about like how baseball owns you know the the summer summer season whatever thing like his passion and knowledge and his ability to not just like uh like I Barry Larkin is a great like he's my all time favorite player that played for the Reds I wore number eleven all time in little league like that kind of thing he's probably got a long way to go to be good in the booth. Um, sure. And I think that's probably agreed upon by a lot of people. Um, but to, like Joey up there, obviously like, Hey, he's hurt. He's, he's he already polished somewhere. Maybe, maybe you get a few more people to watch the game because Joey's up in the booth talking. Um, had I, I had, I saw that they had cable Tyler service Stevenson in there too. Had I had a cable service that allowed me to watch the Reds, I would have watched that game. Well, that makes one of us. Yeah, I had no intention. I watched the highlights of his like calls and things. Uh, That's a good point. On, I probably would have on, just watched the highlights. On Twitter, I wasn't going to waste a few hours watching the Reds right now. No. no. Is there anybody that you're excited to see with September call-ups and all of that? Like, Aaron, if uh, honest, her- I don't even know anybody else that they've brought up. Yeah, I, besides well, Spencer Steer. I was gonna say that's the thing is like I, I feel like whoever they bring up is gonna be just whatever it is to keep the the guys that are down there right now not getting extra playing time in the bigs because that'll mess with their service time. If we're being fair, I could have looked into it a little bit more, but I was um, just didn't care. I didn't, and uh, also I was like overly preparing myself for Sunday so that I didn't sound like a total idiot. Well, this was episode one. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll see how the rest go. Well, you're right. There's are, a, you, are you saying I'm going to sound like an idiot, Aaron? No, I'm saying there's time for you to get into your groove to where you start to figure out what it is that you're going to talk about there and also be able to talk about things here. Oh, there's a, wait a minute, can, I get a, can I get a thing to scroll across the bottom that says something about Jeff Shameless Plug? Didn't we have one for you? No. I don't know, Ed. You're the only one with the producing. I never had a shameless plug, Ed. Only Aaron had a shameless plug when he first started helping out. There's so many things in here right now that I have not cleaned up in a while. <laughs> and now he's got sounds to play with, and I think I he's probably missed the the end of the Reds one. No, well, I have he, not. He missed he missed dog about 14 times. So, you know what what are you gonna do? <laughs> There's a um, he's spin, spinning a lot of plates right now, Jeff. Yeah, he's doing a good job. There's a beer vendor in the lower right field section that I'm really excited about his call up. Um, I think he's gonna be a great beer vendor. He gets a good pizzazz. So, the hell are you even talking about? I'll talk about a beer vendor. A beer vendor for the rest. I don't know that I've ever been more happy for a, the the siren all night. <laughs> An explosion. Um, that's, that's going to do it for 
what we had for regular content, which at this point in the show, we are going to transition to a new segment called The Lightning Round. And it's like a game show. That'll be the sound that that points out that the lightning round has started. Uh, the lightning round is going to be where we have different points that we've thrown into our shared doc uh, that we all are going to talk about for one minute. Um, Maybe so this, a minute if Ed gets tired of it and blows you up early. I, get, I mean, I guess he's got he's got full control. So who who the hell knows how this is going to go? Um, but but Jeff looks like uh, you're on deck first. All right, um, I want. Aaron brought up a couple times that he wasn't sure where like the Wu Pig Suey came from for uh, Arkansas, and so I was also a little bit interested in that, and so I looked it up, and apparently it stems back to uh, 1909, and Arkansas head coach Hugo Bezdek. Uh, they had just beaten LSU, and at the time they were the Arkansas uh, Cardinals. And after the game, he said that they looked that his players were like a wild band of Razorback hogs. Um, so then the student body liked it so much that they voted to have the uh, Razorback become their new mascot. Uh, and okay. then I guess some farmers showed up at a, at a game and were doing their pig call. And Fair enough. That's the end of it. Helmets. Uh, I did get a chance during the post-game presser in Fayetteville to ask Luke Fickle about the helmets, at which point um, I'm really not sure what he even said until I went back and rewatched the video because I felt like he was looking into my soul when he looked at me. Um, and that was mildly terrifying um, because we were in a broom closet in Fayetteville where there was like 15 of us in a, I don't know, eight by 10 room. Um, I have no idea how we all fit. But, uh, yeah, I think that you're going to see uh, some things change. With the, I, I cannot imagine a game, again, where you see about 15 helmets pop off, as that was certainly something that uh, even Luke addressed, the fact that uh, they were. It looks like Gary Clark is going to be playing for Team USA. <laughs> so Timmy Trumpets is everywhere. Timmy Trumpets is apparently he's been waiting. He, he waited at the Mets games until uh, Edwin Diaz came out so he could play the trumpet live there. They were playing the trumpets uh, for that song at the Ohio State game. We already know from Brady Collins that the players want it for the kickoffs for the Bearcats game. Um, I, I don't know that there's actually a game, uh, a college football stadium at this point baseball stadium uh nfl stadiums are going to be pay- playing this song it's everywhere i actually hope people change their minds on it soon because i don't want every stadium playing this song and this one song to try and get people hyped. fc cincinnati finally pulled off a win against charlotte mid then no we're not doing that and then Acosta, in extra time, got a yellow card, and now he's out for a game. Double mid. 
Tonk brought up a couple uh, good points. Uh, one, he, he was speaking about uh, never playing Navy again uh, in the triple option because all they do is chop block all game and injure our starters. And you always have you know, a rough week of practice after those games, which uh, I love. The fact that we're never going to play Navy again, uh, probably not, what, Tulsa, uh, any of these teams that we have to go to terrible places to play. He also brought up that uh, he was going to book the Fairfield Inn right by campus for the Indiana game. The cheapest room is over $750 for two nights. Bananas. Literally, what has Fickle turned Clifton into? Vegas? A little late on the buzzer, Ed. <laughs> who's, who's got this LSU story? Uh, this is going to suck because... Um... I thought I thought he was gonna give me more time to pull this up, but we got we got some time here. Um, so give me just one second here. I know this is riveting, riveting, riveting. Um, this just came out at least at least that I just saw. Um, Brian Kelly uh, at after at a, at, a, at a presser. We'll open it up to this late arriving uh, media crowd that uh, must have uh, enjoyed the the weekend. Um, that's usually ten dollars um, that we put in the kitty. Um, for we, we'll have a big bash at the end of the year at my place. <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with. Winning. We'll open it up to this late arriving uh, media crowd. Away. I can't get go away. Who who was that? Who was the? Let's credit the guy for the those on the uh, audio platform. Grayson Weir. All right. If you didn't hear the reporter, he said she said, um, "If you start winning, we'll show up on time." Huh? That's a way to lose your credentials <laughs> and access to the team. I'm here for it. I'm happy they lost. In such an awful way, too. No more buy games. What does this mean? This means that because Cincinnati is going to be in the Big 12, I don't think they're going to have to take these one-game series where they have to travel to play. You're going to start seeing those home-and-home -home agreements. No more, we're just going to your house in the SEC because we're trying to make it look like our schedule is better than what it is with a game against a team that people actually give a shit about instead of, you know, having to do these like UCF would do two aways and a home to try and get like a home game or just taking an away game against Arkansas and not getting a home game in return. The beginning of the big 12 is going to be the end of these by games. And I could not be more excited about that. That's the lightning round. You're training like a damn bum. You know that? Boom. A bum. You're a bum, and that's all you'll ever be, a bum. Well, that hurts, man. My bum of the week, you guys don't have one, I have one. Uh, I forgot when you asked earlier that I had this. Uh, Drew Yearwood of the New York Red Bulls. Uh, Drew got upset about a call on the, on the field against Philadelphia Union uh, this weekend. He put the ball down on the turf, or the pitch, as people like to call it, and launched the ball into the crowd, hitting a small child and a young lady. Her nose was busted bloody. Uh, he decided that, oh, I shouldn't have done that probably. So he decided to walk up into the stands, climbed over the 
over the bleachers into the stands to try to apologize. Her brother or boyfriend, don't know who he is, stopped him and said, don't even talk to her. She's not accepting your apology. And then fans all started throwing their their scarves and things at Drew Yearwood um, because apparently that's not allowed in soccer. Um, so Drew Yearwood, you are the bum of the week. Control your temper. I did see a guy try to do a Zach Campbell impression and totally just snagged a ball after a player threw a ball from the field to some kids and just had a glove and just, that's mine, and then walked away as this crowd of kids did not get a ball, but a grown-ass man did. Wow. I don't know what game that was at. It wasn't the Reds, but I just saw that scrolling earlier today. I forgot about that. Um, that's, that's the bum of the week. Ed, do you have your minute? Do you have your wrestling minute, Ed? I do. Do you guys have the timer on this one? Aaron's always got the timer for your wrestling minute, and he will tell you when to start. And just because you have all the control doesn't mean you get to go over, Ed. Ed. Okay, well, you guys got to let me know when a minute's up. That breaks the premise of the show. All right. If you're ready, Ed, your time starts now. Okay, so about a year ago, I came on the show and said that I am not an MJF fan. Uh, he made fun of Cincinnati. He called us mid. Uh, he made fun of our chili. He called it mid. Um, he made fun of the Bengals. Uh, he called him mid. Um, he made fun of Brian Pillman, who he also called mid. Uh, I am here. I should have re- called the soccer team mid. You know what? This is my minute. Uh, I am here to retract that statement. I am now an MJF fan. And this weekend, after. The Joker won the poker match. It was determined that the Joker was actually MJF. MJF has returned to AEW, and I, for one, am here for it. We can now kick CM Punk out. He can go on the streets. He can go back to to WWF if he wants to, uh, or WWE, sorry. I know you're about to say it, Jeff. But I am now an MJF fan, and I will not take any slander against MJF ever on this show and on Twitter time. or ever again. How can you ever support a dude that called literally everything in Cincinnati mid? Uh, because I know he, oh. he didn't retract those statements. Well, I know he didn't mean it. I know he was just doing it because he has to be the bad guy. And, and, and I feel like MJF is not at the extent that, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin was because we all know Stone Cold Steve Austin was the number one F your boss wrestler of all time. But I feel like MJF is now reaching that point where he told Tony Khan, you know what? Screw you. I'm not wrestling until you give me a new contract. And he set out for what? Three, four months without wrestling to get a contract. And so now he's, he's, he's a new, I, I, I see, I foresee into the future. A dispute between him and yes, Khan. Means. Maybe a maybe a stunner, maybe or something. Huh. All right. um, that all just reminds me of that awful gift that went around by Arkansas fans talking about you. There, like the skyline. Jason wants to know. <laughs> this is who, Ed's wrestling minute. Who are these people? This is my wrestling minute, Jason. We never know what he's doing up there. <laughs> never know. <laughs> I put well, that up there for two reasons. That's that's uh, a <laughs> that's 
that's going to wrap up Pardon the Punctuation this week, unless you guys have anything else before we go. Uh, well, that gift that he just put up reminded me that one John Brandon just got hired at Dayton as a special assistant. Oh, I forgot so, about that. Uh, there's going to be a sale. I know, there's going to be a run Ed, on urns in the area. We might run out. I know Ed asked if he was going to be running any practices. Uh, so, All right, Hunter, we'll, we'll, we'll imbibe you. Uh, score predictions for the game on Saturday. Ed? Oh, um, this Saturday? That's correct. Yes, Bearcats. Uh, I got time to think about that, to put it in the journal. Um, I'll go with my initial. Um, 42 to 17. Okay. I was going to say 49 to 10. UC. Okay. I'm going to go... I'm going to go... I like, I think I like 41. I think I do because I think they're going to give the kicker plenty of uh, opportunities to get right. At least two, I, I think. Uh, I'm going to go 41 13. Okay. Jason says 35 10. All right. Um, while we're doing score predictions, let's do Bengals Steelers. What you got? 24 7 Bengals. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one right there. Yep. That was quick. That was I like quick. that one. I was thinking 20s. I was thinking 20s. So I like that one. I say 27 13. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to wrap Jason's up. It's called for 11 field goals and a safety. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. What happens? <laughs> That'd be the worst game ever if that actually Hunter, happened. Hunter says 21 9 Bengals. All right, there we go. Yeah. Um, Don't forget well, to like and subscribe. Yeah, please. Uh, on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook and Twitter. Good God. Uh, Facebook would be Bearcat Nation. That's where we're at. Well, we, also um, we, do, we do also have the Facebook page. Yeah. Um, but that's going to wrap up Pardon Punctuation. I hope you guys enjoyed the new. Uh, format that we're going to try and do going forward i know i for one enjoyed kind of how succinct it was i don't feel like i've talked for two hours and no, have no idea. <laughs> i don't feel like i have no idea what happened over the course of the last two hours um but for the self-proclaimed best producer in the city ed mayhall and for my co-host jeff howell I am Aaron Smith. We'll see you next week. What? Ba-da-ba.